Hi everyone. Good morning. It's 10:43 in the a.m. And today's podcast is something different, controversial, a little raw. I'll give it to you straight. This podcast show. Thank you for all those who's listening. Is I'm calling it Detroit Motown. Why am I going there? I don't know if y'all know my roots, even though I haven't been in this place in 20 years, but I'm originally from the 313. Oh yeah, I'm from what they call Motor City. (sighs) Detroit is different from the historical facts. Like, I'm trying to play this music in the background. I don't know if y'all hear it, I hope y'all do. Um, When I was a teenager once upon a time, so many years ago, in Detroit, me and my girlfriends would pantomize and sing stuff like My Baby Love, Diana Ross has been, Diana Ross, Motown, Barry Gordy, and Temptations. I know that's before my time, but I still love good music. Okay, I was born 1980. I've been living away from Detroit for 20 years, proudly. But I've been looking at documentaries this morning about the history of Detroit and it had me laughing uh, about a variety of things like Detroit has changed so drastically if you be gone for any I don't know what state you live in and those who are actually listening in thank you for coming in I thank all of you your warm heart to support what I do thank you for the contributions and thank you for <clears throat> do apologize y'all still kind of early Thank y'all for y'all been subscribing. I am welcoming y'all to subscribe. I gotta take this commercial off. Give me a second. So watching all these documentaries about the city that I am from. I'm over here and bop my head. Can't help it. But anyway, because I love good music. But anyway. No, you just have to wait. Sorry, I know I'm not a singer, but I can't help but sing this music. I think Barry, Barry Gordy was definitely a, a brilliant genius. He knew how to make money. That's look, if I could give that man anything, it would be that. He knew how to take people from, a, from Detroit, he knew how to find stars and get them started promoting them making music all through Motown, this same old nicknames of Detroit. For those who know about Detroit, sorry y'all, I had to take a little break. Okay, enough of me panelizing over here and whispering the song, I don't want to hear my horrible voice. I wish I would have heard that. I was born, breaded, <laughs> raised in Detroit. Detroit is a different place. I still stay in contact with majority of my blood relatives are from there and I actually got some good friends that we still stay in contact with that I grew up with. Imagine that. Um, I was told Detroit is a bit different. I keep saying the word different. The emphasizes. I love the fact that they have different nationalities. Versus what I remember back in the 90s when I graduated 1998 from a school called 
Denby, Six Mile Cali Road. I just remember like the principal announcing that. And like Denby don't exist because it was a really old school, so they tore it down. But um, I was told that the nationalities have expanded, and it's evident. My brother's kids, out of my three siblings that still live there, my brother's kids and my sister's kids are biracial. Um, except for her oldest daughter. Um, her oldest daughter is African American. Um, the point I'm making is, out of eight nieces and nephews, seven of them are mixed. So they're mixed with what? Hispanic. My brother's kids are Mexican and Puerto Rican. My sister's kids are Puerto Rican and Cuban. And obviously African American. Yours truly is African American. So I was looking at the history of Detroit. It's a rich history and a lot of the history is forgotten. I don't know how we came forgotten, but like, I think this music that Barry Gordy and all the more talent, talented, very, very multi-talented people, you can't forget us. You can't forget that rich inheritance. You can't like forget like the good sound, at least I can't, okay? Because I actually have to love Missy Issy because I was born in Detroit, you know, because I'm, I like to think because I'm human. Who got an ear for music? Even though I can't sing at all, I just know that I love good music. Like, I like Jimi Hendrix. He's way before my time. And, and um, there are just some performers that stand out, and he was a legend to me. I've seen his concerts. I'm sure y'all have, too. Thank you. Welcome to a Motown podcast show. So, Hitchfield and all that, and I actually went further back to the Discover of Detroit. Oh my gosh, his name was Antoinette D. Cadillac. Well, his last name would be Cadillac, right? He was a rebel. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> he was a rebel. Meaning, um, during the time that he discovered Detroit, the original name, means three strings of water, three banks of water, some people say, and some people say three strings. According to what I think in history, it's three strings of water. The Great Lakes area. I'm sorry, y'all. Keep over here singing this because I can't help it. <laughs> like I said, um, Barry Gordy, Hitsville, um, the industry that once was, you know, the cars, the nation's cars is made from this scene. I'm just really good music, but the the cars, the best cars, well, all the cars that were right there in Detroit. Um, I can't even tell you, I can't tell you the year, but I can tell you when I was in high school, I actually was on the Henry Ford property. They have a, um, a muse, more like a museum. It's the old Henry Ford property. It is really pretty um, from the old classic cars inside their beautiful garages. And like, it's crazy. The house is so pretty. The mansion, should I say. Because that's what the property is, the mansion. And, you know, Henry Ford, that's our cars. That's our great nation cars. And um, Inside the mansion, on the estate, should I say, more preferably, the estate, um, the kids were so privileged that 
the daughter, I can't tell you her name, but I can tell you, they built her a house outside of the mansion. The girl had her own bedroom. I mean, I actually remember going inside there. Anybody else been to the Henry Ford property? Um, and then the luxurious cars, classic, like 1920s, 1930, you know, pre, um, no, that's probably in World War II. Yeah, in World War II era. Um, those, it looked like, they might have been 1920, so... The point I'm making is that that's my favorite part of the century. I don't know about you if you have a, a favorite part of the century or if you wish you could be born in a certain time of the century. What would be your favorite? And mine would be the 1920s. And it's for different reasons. Um, it was the class. A timeless class, it seemed like if it wasn't the cars, it was the women's hairdos, one of the women's hairdos, it was their clothing. Um, let me keep it honest with you for a minute. My name is Tamika Michelle Noel, and I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. So today, I am so proudly talking about Detroit because I'm actually considering a concept. I am thinking about going to Detroit, not to live, but to do a documentary. Yeah. I did my 20 years, baby. <laughs> this, it's cold as snow right now, so I wouldn't go right now. Detroit is next door to Canada. I want to say that again. Detroit is next door to Canada. For those who know the weather of Canada, yeah, it's cold as fuck. We share their water. We share, matter of fact, if you cross over on the bridge, the Ontario Bridge, it gets you right over there. The first city you're going to hit is Windsor, Canada. Trust me, I've been there so many times, even though I've moved around a lot. I've lived somewhere everywhere, but there's a part of me sometimes feel like I should go to Detroit, not to live, but there's a rich inheritance there that, well, growing up there, I didn't really get that. I got the complete opposite. Told you what year I graduated from high school, so 41980, graduated in 98, they call it skin of my teeth, and um, life was really hard for me there, but let's, let me get away from the nightmare. Let's talk about Detroit and the, and the greatness of Detroit. It is the second, the second Midwest city that um, is the largest second. Chicago is number one. A lot of people in Chicago have family in Detroit and a lot of people in Detroit has family in Chicago, including yours truly. The point I'm making is they're not that far away from each other. So I don't know the whole bunch of history behind that, but I know it's, it's not that far from, we're not that far from one another. So um, the two things these two cities have in common, well, once had in common, and I think it's a bit different now. Chicago is known for the African-American community, and so is Detroit. Hmm, not a shocker, not a no-brainer. And then they were talking about, I was different, looking at different documentaries today. And this is something I know personally in my family. Most people that are from Detroit, now I told you what year I was born, 1980. My mother is not from, originally from Detroit. No, no, mom, you know you're not. Um, <laughs> uh, my grandmother who's deceased, um, she's not originally from Detroit, and neither is her sisters. Neither is my mom's first cousins. Um, all the one from, from West Virginia. So I was looking at the history behind that and then something that's parallel. I'm not calling my family famous because they 
you know, decided to leave um, from West Virginia to Detroit, Michigan. A lot of black people had left the South or anywhere Southern because of the crazy racism. And they went to Detroit for what? The jobs. It's not like that anymore. I wish it was different, you know? When I was going to high school at Denby, preparatory high school, um, I'm just thinking about the principal announcing the name and the, <laughs> and the uh, street name on the PA system. Irritating. Finding out the woman else. Anyway, the point I'm making is really simple. A lot of black people, ancestries, are not from originally from Detroit. Even though, according to what I was looking at, um, the documentary about the original Detroit, Detroit. Um, let's get back to Antoine de Cadillac. Louis the Fourteenth, the king, liked him. Why? Because he spoke his damn mind. Tell me I ain't a Detroit thing. <laughs> so those who from the from the D know that like we're very bold people. Well, normally, I'm a sweet person, but there's some things you can't make sound nice. I've learned that in life, and I've learned to be true to myself. And it sounds like Mr. Antoinette Cadillac was quite true to himself. So I think that's kind of awesome. And then like. The fact that he was he would speak his mind even though he was the king. He liked the fact that he spoke his mind. Didn't always came off sounding cute. Because everything ain't cute. Like he was, Antoinette was being accused for selling alcohol to the natives. Because as y'all know, this great land we live in belongs to the natives first. If you believe it or not. But maybe you have Native Americans in your, um, your heritage. I know I got them on very strong on my father's side of the family. Um, Cherokee, Native American, and, and yes, there's an and. On my father's side of the family, there's also Apache Native American. And you know the history, for those who know about Native Americans, the Apaches are kind of known for being like very hardcore tribal people. Um, and it's crazy, I have met a person in Vegas that you ever met somebody that um or you heard someone say that you got a twin and you like go whatever right because <laughs> they people say stuff well I met a girl in Las Vegas that we looked alike and people thought we were like the same person and she was Native American and black and we were talking about my lineage I was talking about my my dad being so tall my pops is 6'4", who passed away recently this year. And my grandpa is 6'8". And I talked about how tall the men are in my family. And she looked at me and said, that's a tribal thing. And she, her knowing her tribal, um, understanding her tribe, she immediately picked that up, that they were so tall. And like I used to wonder about it, but I didn't think about it too hard. But she said she really clearly picked up the fact that's my Native American heritage, a part of my Native American heritage. So, um, but I don't think it's just with the Native Americans. The Africans were quite tall too, certain tribes. So, yeah, it could have been either one. But because um, I'm African American and I have my great grandmother was um, Cherokee Native American. 
raised on the reservation and registered on the reservation in Arkansas. But let me get off of that. My, well, I will mention this. My great-grandmother was not obviously from Detroit. My grandfather was not from Detroit. He is from Alabama, Arkansas. So why am I thinking about visiting Detroit? Somewhere I have not made home for me in 20 years. I don't even want to vacate. I didn't have the best type of background, but you know what? Let me tell you something real quick. A lot of people got that problem, right? Like, you lived in a city that, for whatever reason, it was chaos. And this is why a lot of us move away. This is why a lot of us go to different places till we find somewhere we can call home. And fortunate for me, I'm 40 years old and I found a place that I call home, where I went to school at and had success. And um, this is here in New Jersey. I'm very proud to be calling myself a New Jerseyan. I'm very proud to be a part of this community. But I feel like there's a lot about Detroit that needs to be revealed. I feel like there's a lot of different things in that city that uh, is not talked about. It's like long and forgotten. Um, Detroit is one of, I wouldn't call it the the, the oldest city, because the oldest city, y'all know, Delaware, that's our first one. Our second one is, you know, Philly. So, it's just one, a, a, a very old one. Um, so, I just wonder, like, different things about Detroit that, I wouldn't say the word it pissed me off, but like, People act like Detroit is hell. Because Detroit is the same place that it was originally, that it stood for something like um, Joe Louis. Who know who Joe is? Come on, I know who Joe Louis is. There is a statue in Detroit of an iron fist with an arm. And the look is in a sling. It stands for Joe Louis. They call him the Brown Bomber. The Brown Bomber. Yes, that's what they call them. So let me try to take this commercial off because I don't want y'all to hear all that. But I'm trying to speak about. Okay, let me turn this off or I should wait for the commercials are done. Hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> there we go. Some more. Um, so really, um, we talk about. The Brown Bomber, Joe Louis. They have a Joe Louis radio. I think it's closed, maybe. But back in the day, when I used to stay there, they used to have all sorts of events. I think they might even have the car show. Oh, let me help you out. If you don't know what the car show is, Detroit has the, the best car show in the nation. But it only makes sense to have the best car show once a year. In January, I don't even know if they still do that. Like I said, I've been gone 20 years. A lot of stuff has changed. But last time I actually heard about, like, the last yearly, once a year car show that they have, I heard Jay-Z and Beyonce and some other famous people have actually gone there. And um, I've actually went there. I've actually went there and seen how they had, like, so-called futuristic cars that people drive today. They reveal it in... Detroit, um, 
they will reveal it, of course, because it's in Motor City. Only makes sense. And so a part of me says, what happened to Motor City? Like, why? Where is, I'm be honest with you, it's an industry city. I don't know if you live in an industry city. I don't know what state, all states is listening for me. But when the industry leaves, like, some people say the reason why Detroit is down is because cars are not made in Detroit anymore. And the, it's the actual fact that most of the cars, uh, factories are closed. And what kills me with other cities and states, or I would say politicking, I'm going to talk about our current Trump. I know, there's some, some Trump supporters, and you can support who you want, baby. I ain't against you, but I, I'm, against a, I'm against ignorance, okay? So when he was talking about Detroit, this was recently. This is um, right before he was diagnosed with, you know, positive for COVID. And a lot of people are positive for COVID, not in a positive manner, but like sick. <sighs> the point I'm making is this man gets up and says this shit. And I knew it was a lie. We, we talked about, we, a lot of people are crying on the inside out about Detroit and we missing the industry being up and running. And this person, Trump, I don't know who, who told him to say this shit. Sometimes I think he'd be like saying stuff just to um, get attention like a child. Because he can. He's the president. He can do pretty much whatever the fuck he wants. At least that's how he treat. Okay, that's my opinion. I felt like he treated the candidacy like, you know, an amusement park. Free to do what you want. Well, I guess. The man did earn the election. I guess he did. Look, I ain't God. I'm not here judging. But what I am saying is when he made the, the ignorant comment. And those who don't live in Detroit... Those who don't have family in Detroit would assume that he was correct. If you didn't know any better. He said, Detroit, <laughs> there's an auto boom apparently in Detroit. I think that might have been a joke and I might have taken it out of context. It's a possibility. But like as someone who doesn't know Detroit, like I didn't know I know Detroit. I who was born and raised there. I who have siblings, nephews, nieces good friends that grew up in Detroit and still lives in Detroit to this day, who are hardworking people of the community. Yeah, we know that's bullshit. And he said, apparently it's an auto boom. Like, so a part of me like laughed, like, oh, you're funny. Because Detroit has not been Detroit in many years. It's still called Detroit, Detroit, the original name. The point I'm making to you is, that's a lie. That's a lie, an auto boom. When you hear, uh, like, are you talking about the sound of a car? Are you talking about so-called jobs? Don't pretend like jobs are just a, a abundance in Detroit. Because a lot of Detroit people are leaving Detroit and living in other states and cities. And there are people wondering why. And it's because a lot of, I'm going to be straight up with you, a lot of crime has took over Detroit. Not all Detroit is bad. Not all of us are gangsters because you're talking to one of them. I am so not a gangster. Who? At all. Matter of fact, a lot of people assume that if you're from Detroit, you're hardcore and rowdy. And I know plenty of folks that's like that, but I'm not one of them. 
Not at all. And I mean, not at all. So, all jokes put aside. My um, life was, wasn't easy. Well, a lot of Detroit people went through that. That they didn't have the most easiest time. That's why a lot of a lot of pillars of the community are just leaving. Like I talked about my siblings, and they actually had moved away from Detroit for so many years and came back. I don't know why they come back, but anyway, I like to think they're happy and very proud that they're there. They raised their kids there. I wouldn't raise no kids in Detroit. I'm real straight with you. I wouldn't do it. That wouldn't be for me. Um, because the jobs are gone. So what happened? The auto industry is different. The Motown that I talked about, the good music, guess what? There's not a whole bunch of that there. I mean, yes, you hear the old music, but we need something new. Now I'm going to tell you, last two people that I was aware of that was actually from Detroit, uh, let me see, hmm, Aaliyah, come on y'all, I know who Aaliyah is, right, who passed away, who unfortunately died in a, a really tragic airplane crash, right, yeah, she is from Detroit, she, I think she went to cast Tech, a lot of people I knew, personally, like relatives, like friends, all knew who Aaliyah, who Aaliyah was, not just, you know, we hear her voice and also if you look and as she did like look at the videos like um trying to think of the song back back forth and forth that was all in Detroit okay or um trying to think we'll look it up here so can I find it I even have a niece that's named after her because when she died so tragically um Detroit High School. Let me look her up. Let's see here. Give me a second. Okay. Detroit School of the Arts. Let's hear a little bit about it. Everybody knew who she was. Yeah, she, yeah, this is um, Detroit School of the Arts, the high school Leah attended. This is in Detroit. Ford Theater for Performing Arts. This is the high school Aaliyah had attended. And see, I'm glad I look up stuff. I thought it was Cast Tech, but obviously it wasn't. It was this particular high school right now that I'm looking at. I've been past that building so many times further up in my 20 years of not living in Detroit. I recognize the neighborhood. Um, the building is like, because it's a performing arts building, that um, I don't know the whole reason behind the glass, because it's like basically the whole building is mainly glass. And it's actually pretty. Um, just my opinion. It stands... I don't know how many feet, but um, someone's actually filming it right now. And I actually looked at a lot of other performers that are, I would say, from Detroit. Let me look. Who else? Let me look up somebody else. 
someone who's in the land of lemon and artists that I actually like. Let's see, is he actually from Detroit? Okay, I'm looking it up. So there's a lot of stars that say they're from here, they're from there, they're not from Detroit. According to their birth certificate and also their high school, they're not from Detroit. So I'm looking at something right now and I'm wondering should I even like click on to it. The artist I other artists I was making reference to was there's an an MTV thing back in ninety nine with Eminem in Detroit. Y'all know he's from Detroit. I'm trying to see what part is he from. Um, Cause some of his music, it's, it's music, y'all. Don't get it mixed up. But um, and he's very proud that he's from Detroit, which is wherever you're from in life. I don't care. You're from Detroit. You're from Vegas. Cause I used to stay in Las Vegas. If you're from New Jersey, wherever you, wherever you're from, there's nothing wrong with celebrating it. By the way, so. It is the here and now 2020 and well I'm trying to think any other stars I want to mention of course I talk about Motown and all that but let's let's get off of that I want to talk about the stars and the good music that sometimes come out in Detroit but that's 20 years ago I remember hearing about Eminem when I was still living in Detroit Detroit a lot of French um, heritage because apparently Detroit is a French name. <laughs> uh, Detroit, for those who do Sesame Street like I did when I was a child once upon a time. Yours truly got her first name from Sesame Street. Yeah, my first name is Tamika. Even though I prefer my French middle name, Michelle, that my grandmother gave to me. Um, well, my mother gave me Tamika. I joke with people. I say, I'm Tamika. Nice to meet you. I think, you know, rhymes. Got a little, little, little jingle to it. I'm Tamika. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Have to joke. Um, that's life. I think you're supposed to enjoy life, right? So what happened to Detroit? A lot of people are like screaming, what happened? I think life is what you make it. You can focus on the negative. Or you could be about the positive, or you could focus on the negative and make it a positive. How do you do that? Well, I can't tell you how to do that. I can tell you how I've done it. Being that I know I live in this big country, big, beautiful country, I took advantage of it and I've traveled. And I've looked up information. Google can be your best friend when you're ready to travel. Now, I know that's not kind of crazy right now. Today's date is the 2nd of December, and we're in the pandemic, right? For what I understand, it's getting worse, and it's really scary. So a lot of people like myself are trying to stay home much as I possibly can. It's all about being safe, right? And that's for you and your household. And I hope that you take that to light and not listen to these. I can't tell you who to listen to. I think you should listen to yourself first. Everybody got a, a part of their mind that has an understanding of right and wrong. No, we don't want to be in these damn masks or wear a shield. But you know what? 
if that's going to give you a 100% protection, I think I'm about to start wearing a shield and look crazy for a minute. I got one. I'm thinking about buying another one. They're not that expensive, folks. There's a shield in Amazon for $10. They even have not only a shield, but they actually have a shield and goggle glasses if you want to do like an art project. I'm an artist, by the way. Hi, my name is Tamika Michelle Noor. I do documentaries, photography, freelance. And I do my most recent thing I've been doing is cards. Not just because Christmas around the corner. And yes, I do got some Christmas cards coming. And yes, I got some inspirational cards coming too. That I feel like that should be handed out year round. Yes, I've actually made Play Store my best friend. Play Store is a free land of different apps if you know how to utilize them. If you got room in your phone, you're like me. Your room and your phone is very limited. And it's okay. It's all right. That's a lot of us. A lot of us used our camera. They held out our camera, video, or pictures. And you know what? I know how to take some pictures, y'all. And one day, I'm hoping and praying that this pandemic stops. People think that Biden and his candidacy um, will make it different. I don't know what that change is. See, when people say the word change, and I, yes, I'm an Biden supporter. Why? Let's keep it real for a minute. We want Trump out. Trump should have been concerned where the poor and the wealthy in this country wanted him out. When you got them people unify us, unify together, want you out, want to vote you out, you should be concerned. <laughs> I think he thought because we got a $1,200 check in the mail and this pandemic, that untimely pandemic, none of us, and I mean none of us, were expecting this stuff. Try my best not to curse because I'm not happy about it and I like to think you're not. So I recently took some pictures of the fists I made reference to downtown. So I wonder what would I study? What would I... Um, do documents on once I get the money and the access to go to Detroit. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm thinking about going to Detroit and it's not to visit my rowdy ass family members. Come on, y'all. If y'all, if y'all Americans, I think Americans by nature, a lot of them are just rowdy as hell. We choose to be rowdy and we choose not to be rowdy. It's not something like, oh, we can't help ourselves. No, we choose. Our, I Look, I choose my mom. I ain't fighting for dumb shit. I ain't get my ass kicked out of places and doing and fighting people for the little small minute shit there's some things you should stand up for and you know what even though we a lot of us don't like to deal with it because I don't like to deal with politics I call it bullshit but it's a power struggle and I hope and I pray that Mr. O'Biden even though he's just a man I like to believe his morality compass is different from Mr. Trump's, Mr. There's apparently an auto boom. The, uh, the auto industry is not back. I would sit here and tell you. I have plenty of family that's working in the auto industry. For my grandfather, who's from Alabama, he came up to Detroit because he did not want to be a part of the farming life in Alabama and made his way here. And I have a cousin who worked in Chrysler. So Ford, Chrysler, um, and it's the G General Motors, GM, you know. So a lot of those factories are closed. 
when, and this is apparent in any place that's an industry place, when the factories are closed, the industry is closed. And everything becomes a ghetto, a desolate place, almost like a desert in a sense, almost. Well, it's not dry like a desert because it, it's Michigan. It's not going to be dry. For anything that's apparently too wet, too, too much snow, too much cold, too much, way too much. At least for me. That's one of the reasons why I don't live in Detroit. Not that I'm not saying there's not good things that can happen. I remember going to the Chrysler Tours when I was in high school. So they try to promote us to go ahead and be, that was the thing, like, you only thing you had to get is a diploma. Back in the day, all you need was a diploma, and they pretty much put you into the uh, factories, the assembly line of, you know, and you could get good careers, and it was a prominent place. I'm not sure exactly what, why the whole, why, why all the, Jobs left, a lot of jobs, I can't say all the jobs left, but a lot of them have. Over 50%, I'm sure of that shit. And people come up with different answers. One of the answers I have, Detroit unfortunately is known for, was the Detroit riots many years ago. So probably like, that's got to be bullshit. Because, yeah, we had the worst riots, Detroit, Washington, D.C., other places. But that was after Martin Luther King's death. Many years ago, long before my living, a lot of y'all living too. By the way, thank you for hearing this podcast show about Detroit, Detroit Motor City podcast show, and me sharing the notion or the considering of me taking probably a maybe a week vacation. I wouldn't call it vacation; it'd be a job. It would be a mission to find out history about Detroit. Like, I heard about something called Black Bottom now. That was literally an area where it was very prominent for African-Americans. And um, the reason why they called it Black Bottom because of the soil. The soil was black, okay? And back in the 1915 era that Detroit was 82%, 82% African-American. I was shocked, a little bit shocked. When I was there, it was about 80%, for what I recall. I mean, my first friend happened to be a white girl named Angie. If she listening, much love, always love you. Love your loyalty. That's what made you my best friend. She was my first best friend when, when I was going to Columbus Middle School um, many years ago. I don't even know Columbus even, like, the middle school even exists. But um, all jokes aside, I am a child from Detroit. Once upon a time, a child from Detroit. And I'm thinking about actually exploring things about the arts. I'm an artist, by the way. Like I said before, I'm going to do photography. I do videography. I do a variety of specialty things. And I apparently, like I said, I do documentaries, I do videography, and I do podcasting. And uh, y'all have been supporting me. So before I end this podcast show, thank you for listening to this podcast show. As this former Detroiter, now a New Jerseyan, is thinking about going to Detroit. And I think about the whole subject matter of what I would like to, who, what and why and how can other people learn from it in a moral sense because it's not just about making money because it is 
life about making money. Like, okay, me going to Vegas. When I did my work, I got so much more pieces, um, content that I got to work from in the basis of selling photography as well because I'm a traveling photographer, which is kind of rare at days because of COVID and people are, well, running scared. I knew I was on a mission and it was for me to give back to a place where I was homeless for three years in a penthouse on the strip of Las Vegas. I gave back to that same community, that same, literally the same homeless shelter. I actually got to do a few interviews, a group interview with the homeless coordinator at the Salvation Army in North Las Vegas. If you're looking to give to any shelter, I would suggest if you live in Vegas, baby, you want to give to the shelter in Las Vegas called Salvation Army, but you know that's all over. So give to the shelter in your neck of the woods. It don't have to be Salvation Army. Here in Jersey, they have a local shelter called 5-5 Atlantic, um, Joseph House. 50% of funding of that shelter is by uh, John Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. I used to sing that song, living literally on the prayer, running for my ex-husband, running for the police because they did not want the, the homeless people on the strip of Vegas begging for money like I was. I didn't actually approach the tourists. The tourists approached me. I just had a sign that read help and an empty plastic cup. I was too scared of people. I knew better than approach tourists who don't know me. A lot of them are probably drunk off their ass doing crazy shit in Vegas because that's what people go to Vegas to do. Crazy stuff. But I mean, if that's what you like, that is what you like. Um, These people actually helped me. You're talking to a person that someone, three Christian women from London, England. They were not even black London people. They were Caucasians, white women. And they just see me in trouble, me running from the police and running from not that I had a record. Oh, no, I'm too scary to do no damn crime. I'm too scary to let poverty pull me to a point to where I'm doing crimes. I just needed help earnestly, and I needed safety, and I needed to get away from that homeless life, and I wanted to get out of it. I admitted it before I met these women, and God being God provided. And four years later, fast forward to the 2020 that I live it's four years since I've been living here, unhomeless, safe, and actually happy and satisfied with my life. So I have different reasons why I left Vegas, different reasons why I left Detroit. Because Detroit ain't the Detroit that my grandfather knew Detroit as. My grandmother, who came to Detroit from West Virginia, knew my great-grandmother, who knew Detroit as something different. So, look here. You have the right to leave. Oh, my mind. Gotta plug this up. Give me a second, folks. Oh, boy. Got all these cords. Okay. Back on. Okay, so my point I'm making to you is life is a blessing, not a curse. Sometimes it may feel like a curse, but, you know, when you get grown, 
you make decisions for your life. Decisions that can make you whole, that can make you happy, that can give you power and strength beyond your even your own wildest dreams. Beyond your own imagination. They say sky is the limit. I'm here to tell you the sky is not the limit. We limit ourselves. Don't let pain and anguish regardless of what you're going through or frustration or impatience. Okay, I have that problem too. Very common. Anyway, the point I'm making is you put your mind to it. You can do whatever you set your mind to. So I'm in the motion of considering making a documentary on Detroit, Detroit. I've told you a lot of information about Detroit, Detroit. You have any questions about this city, this wonderful city, this rich inheritance? It's a rich inheritance for not just the African community, African American community. Because now, me who have seven out of eight nieces and nephews that are biracial, other people are knowing that this city is beautiful and it's not like. It's not the worst. It can be all just be worse now. And that's anywhere, including in your own town. For those who are listening to this podcast, thank you. And I will suggest that you become a subscriber to this podcast show. I'm also trying to inform people, direct people, and educate people. Educate my listeners. And not trying to waste your precious, irreplaceable time. I want you to be educated and define and understand certain things. And today's subject was about a variety of things from me my podcasting skills to me educating you about Detroit Detroit and informing you some things that well I know about Detroit personally a lot of places I felt like it's passed off as like hell because they had hard times and harder times and harder times and Detroit is one of those places Harlem used to be a beautiful place. Harlem in the 1920s, early 1900s, was a black renaissance. You can look that up for yourself. And actually question the notion of what happened and why Harlem is not like that today. I actually looked up something in Detroit called Lafayette. See, I'm from Detroit, Detroit, so Lafayette is a park for me. I didn't know that was a part of Bottom City. I wasn't aware that that black heritage was a part, was the only part that's existing currently. According to the documentary information that I watch, I love documentaries. What about you? So, um, they were a part, the black bottom, rich heritage, was mainly black Americans there, but those who discovered black bottom was the original Antoinette. D. Cadillac. I think I said his name correctly. Probably not. But anyway, I'm not French. But anyway, the point I'm making is real simple. Um, urban development actually um, built freeways over the old Black Bottom. And all that's existing is Lafayette Park. And um, the Tiger Stadium, I believe, was where the where Black, Black Bottom was a part of. So that those particular things, and then I was hearing this from a, a Caucasian said that they got a lot of politics who were all 
Caucasian Americans who ruled over the city. I'm going to tell you what, as a Detroiter, used to piss me off. People are like vultures, cultural vultures. You ever heard that saying? And like, I didn't really understand that saying, but I knew a little bit more detail. It's people who claim onto someone else's culture, like it did to a lot of African Americans. Like they, some of them still do today. Now, as long as you're an American, I feel like you can celebrate whatever you want. You can cling to whatever you want because we all are Americans and we all are humans, so you're supposed to celebrate it, not degrade it and belittle it. Like, unfortunately, a lot of inner, they call them urban cities, a cute word for saying non-white. I think my black culture is beautiful, even though normally I date white guys, even though my ex-husband was Native American and black. I should consider him just crazy as shit. Anyway, um, because <laughs> to me, crazy is crazy. It does not discriminate. And, and I mean, literally, you can find crazy there that's not it. I can't tell you that. So, and you probably can tell me that shit too. By the way, become a subscriber to this particular podcast show. And if you like what you hear, if you'd like to know more about my art and my different art projects, I'm always traveling. And... Jersey is my state. Jersey is my home. This is the first time I felt like I'm supposed to be here. I didn't feel that in Vegas. And I lived there for eight years. Detroit, there's something like you can't help that you were raised somewhere. But as a teenager, I knew I was moving from Detroit. Hell, I knew I was moving from Michigan. So in my 20s, I gladly moved away from Detroit, Michigan, and in my 20s, yes, that's when I moved to Jersey and left Jersey and was gone for many years, lived in Philly, lived in Vegas, and I'm back in Jersey, which is actually not too far from, not as far, should I say, from Detroit, Detroit. That's what I'm trying to get there. Look, it's not my mission. My mission is not to stay there. No, 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 no. But um, I'm definitely thinking about going to Detroit, giving back to my home city. All these problems that happen in Detroit. I think if we, I don't know what city you're from, by the way. I just know a lot of people are American. Maybe some of you are all foreign. I don't know. The point I'm making is we all are human and we all need help. And if you have the ability to help where you came from, you should do it. So... I've got to figure out what I will give back to because I'm in a position now in life that I'm actually having, being able to, to support those who are in need and it's nothing like it. I'm a giver, God knows my heart. Even when I was on a strip of Las Vegas, I remember giving to other penthouses, street performers, oh yeah, people who were doing, um, I actually remember giving to a drummer who could play they ass off. A lot of people who didn't win the competitions, the amateur competitions, and a lot of them host them in Vegas. Think you can dance with hosts in Vegas. I have no idea if it's even what's going on now. It's like everything is out of order and everybody's afraid. You don't have to be afraid. 
you don't just be really cautious and if you have to be so extreme to wear an actual shield you know what it's too many people that's getting sick i think we're doing something wrong i think there's something wrong in general going on if you got a shield i am suggesting you wear a shield today i know too many folks is catching COVID 19 and it shouldn't be that many people and i hope you've gotten tested by the way can i emphasize that get tested for COVID. Just give your mind some peace. I don't know about you, but I ain't had no damn peace. When I was traveling, when I went way to Vegas and back to Jersey, I heard you ever got tested the week that I came back, the very week I came back. I was gone for like two weeks on the road. It took two and a half days to get there, two and a half days to get back. That's four days by yourself. Then I spent some time in San Diego, California. It was beautiful. I only could afford to stay there for two days. I stay in the suite, so a, a jacuzzi, king-size suite. Ooh-wee, at the Old Inn in San Diego, not too far from the, it's, a, it's called the Old San Diego. It's one of the, it's the, one of the original cities in California. At least the fact finder that I found and I took pictures of at the station, and I walked from there, and I caught a cab. And the cab took me to the old inn. What what got to me was that, well, I seen a lot of homeless, because there's a place called, it's a shelter, obviously, called Light Something. And it's obviously a shelter. And outside the shelter, there's tents. And there's a bridge that um, a lot of homeless people, you know, sleep at. I didn't take no pictures or communicate with them, because some of them people were out of their mind. And you knew it because they were talking to themselves and going off on themselves. And you know, there's some things you can take care of and help people, and there's other things you stay away. If you're a danger to themselves, there's a part of me that said protect myself because you don't know if they're a detriment to you. So I told you a lot about my travels, and I actually got to give back. So the point is, is for me to do a documentary on and giving back and try to figure out how could we get Detroit to be back better than ever. A lot of times people just need a chance. You just give some people all they need is one chance. And I'm not saying a hand out, a hand up. If you're able to support them in your own city, by any means do that. But I'm gonna say this again, wear a shield. Wear a shield. Because it's, it's too many cases are going up. And I want y'all to keep living. So y'all keep living and enjoy your lives. And thank you for joining my podcast show. Thank you for the compliments. And I look forward to hearing from you again. Please join this podcast show. This has been a Motown Detroit podcast show. Over and out.